to say, I was struck by the exuberant response of our stock and bond markets to the commentary Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell offered during his press conference following the central bank's policy update for the month of May. The Fed lifted its target for the federal funds rate by 50 basis points to between three-quarters of a percent and one percent. This was very much expected, as seemingly were the notes provided along with the press release covering the policy directive. But when Mr. Powell began answering questions regarding this change and those forthcoming, he offered a few responses that investors obviously found comforting. After shaking around a bit in the early part of the press conference, stocks rocketed higher while bond yields sank, lifting bond prices higher as well. The trigger, it's presumed of course, we can't know for sure, is that Mr. Powell said that the Fed's Open Market Committee, which comprises the folks that determine U.S. monetary policy, has not been actively considering a 75 basis point hike. Such a move otherwise would have been seen as the Fed taking a stance on the more aggressive side of the spectrum. Seems many folks thought such a more hawkish move possible. With that statement seen as the Fed's having taken a more dovish stance, funds poured back into bonds and stocks alike. Here's the problem I see, though. Seems the past few weeks, investors have been dreading their observation that the Federal Reserve was well behind the ball in its efforts to control inflation. That unless the Fed became more hawkish, that is, unless their policy actions became more restrictive, inflation minimally would continue at high levels and might well even get worse. The concerns didn't stop there, though. Even allowing for their efforts eventually to prove sufficient at taming inflation, many folks expect the Fed to be too slow in easing off the brakes, thereby spiking the unemployment rate and pushing the economy into a recession. In truth, all these concerns are rather obvious, but there's a big difference between possible and probable, and it's a difference rarely noted in the financial commentary. See, the Fed shares these concerns for sure. That's the nature of monetary policy. And as we noted in this month's commentary, monetary policy is a rather blunt instrument to modulate economic activity and thereby bring about more stable inflation. Policy effects are indirect at best, and facts on the ground are always in a state of flux, operating at speeds much faster than policy prescriptions. And there's never truly a we've-seen-this-before situation. Perhaps it's it's been like this before, but such comparisons only go so far in assisting in the determination of appropriate going-forward policies. That is, given a particular macroeconomic scenario, there is no preset recipe for the Federal Reserve to follow in order to alter macroeconomic dynamics and progression. So the Federal Reserve must always seek to do its best to digest those on-the-ground facts and adjust policies to the evolving macroeconomic reality. Again, not that you'd think that statement were true were you listening to financial news lately. We found fascinating the number of folks more than willing to express just how much smarter they are than the folks at the Federal Reserve. The convictions go something like, They're behind the ball! Or others will note, The Fed's never been successful at engineering a soft landing! No, seriously, I feel like it's often in that voice such statements are made. Hysterics aside, it's impossible to know if the former statement is true, no matter how easy it is to believe it and loudly state it. And the second statement is not entirely true either. And even if it were, that doesn't in any way mean it's not possible for the Federal Reserve to bring about lower, more stable inflation without engineering a recession. That's not to suggest that the risks confronting the Federal Reserve are not great. Reducing inflation from the current high single digits to the desired low single digits is for sure among the Fed's more arduous challenges of the past 50 years. And the war in Ukraine, along with ongoing COVID-induced supply disruptions across Asia, particularly China, are sure to maintain upward pressure on prices in the near term, perhaps well longer. 
Now, friends know I'm no sports fan. No, really, I'm indifferent to professional sports despite having grown up near pro-sports-loving Pittsburgh. Still, it seems a sports analogy might seem relevant, so I look for one to offer. In doing so, I learned that even the Chicago Cubs eventually managed to end a century-plus World Series drought, despite great conviction otherwise to that potential. Strained as the analogy is, I don't mean it in jest. Fresh faces, fresh situations, very obviously sincere determination, and, as importantly, a never-before-experienced-in-the-exact-same-way foe. All these factors leave well open the potential for the Fed to achieve the desired success. But the path forward remains highly uncertain, a fact quite obvious from market movements the day after the Fed's call. Stocks sank further than they bounced, and yields regained more than they had declined the day prior. None of that was surprising, really. After all, the market narrative that the Fed must remain heavy-handed in its approach to inflation management seemed very much mainstream, right up until the point that Mr. Powell noted a hesitancy to consider a 75 basis point hike. Again, seems many read that as a more dovish stance, despite his insistency later that many more hikes are in the cards and that policy would remain highly reactive to evolving data. Markets still reacted super positively, despite such a stance again being contrary to what seems to have been the dominant theory with regard to an appropriate path for policy right up until that announcement. So the unwind over the next two days seemed fitting. It all serves as a fine reminder that careful attention to a broad range of data and commentary and a disciplined approach to incorporating those data into a regimented strategy, no matter the application, are key to that strategy's ultimate success. Perhaps most importantly, the Fed's approach to managing against the divergence of the present macroeconomic state from the desired one reminds us that such work requires the courage to acknowledge the difference between what one can know and what one cannot know. The importance of being able to distinguish between what's possible given available potential actions and what's not. To know what's discernible fact as opposed to an unsupportable assumption and to understand the difference between manageable probabilities and unreasonable expectations. Importantly, this podcast is not presented as an investment recommendation. This is not a solicitation to invest in any investment product of Signature Resources Capital Management. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. The approach described may not be right for everyone. No one listening to this podcast should take our comments as advice specific to or appropriate for their individual situations. Individual circumstances should be taken into consideration when determining a suitable investment approach. All investing carries risk, including the potential loss of principal. As with any analysis of economic and market data, it is important to remember that past performance is no guarantee of future results. Mm -hmm.